I can see again, which is really, really nice, I gotta say. The eyes, the eye operations have settled down, uh, almost, almost fully recovered in, in the left eye. The right eye is recovered, I think. Uh, the vision is great, and my colors are spectacular. I can see amazing colors that I wasn't seeing before. So this is really going to impact my my design and my photography of the products at Tribe, I think. I'm, I'm looking at things in a new light, with more light, actually. I'm seeing tons and tons of light. So And, and the blue spectrum at last. So uh, the color is going to be a little bit different on all our products and all, on all our content. And that's simply because I can see. This is a show about jewelry. Why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis Goldsmith. So the eye operations took me out for the Christmas season, pretty much. So uh, otherwise, I would have been working on products all uh, in October and November to sell now, to sell right now for Christmas. But it's taken me out of that and put me on the sidelines while I recover this year. So next year, I'll be more engaged with the Christmas season, I think. But but right now, I'm not at all. Um, but I am engaged in going to craft shows and art shows and art fairs and maker fairs and, and stuff. I, it's funny, I'm, I'm living in this rural area now of uh, southeastern Ontario along the St. Lawrence River. And everyone is spread out and there's not a lot of people. I mean, after you, uh, you come from a big city like Toronto, like I did, where people are everywhere and there's always stuff going on. There's like 20, 30 things happening a day you could go to if you had the time or wanted to or could afford it. But here, uh, out in the rural areas, the events are fewer and far between. And they're different in character, too. They're different in character. They're more community-based, I think, than, than they are in the big urban centers. Well, let me explain. I don't know. I went to a, a an art a craft, a Christmas craft fair in Prescott, a nearby town, Prescott, Ontario, on uh, the, the, this last weekend. And they had it at this the local golf club there. Beautiful, beautiful little clubhouse on nice grounds. The trees still had some leaves left on them from the fall, so there was some beautiful fall color on the on the course, on the grounds. Trees, lots of uh, fir trees, looking great. I mean, this is you, this is an area where you can stand on the shore and look at Ogdensburg, pretty much, and and you can see the beauty of the river and stuff. It's it's a it's a pleasant uh, it's a pleasant town it's a beautiful little town and they had this craft sale so i thought oh i'll go go and see maybe it's just some old grannies with pies right i had a hunkering for some pie i'm always looking for baked goods so anyway i went and holy shit um i went with a friend from toronto and even she was shocked 
at the um, at the number of people that um, that were at this thing. The the car park was full and overflowing onto the side streets, and this tiny little um, clubhouse. I guess it was a dining room. It's been a long time since I've been in a golf clubhouse, so excuse me. I I it was like um, kind of a, a restauranty space. A dining area but this was rammed with vendors and there were even so many vendors that were downstairs and people like it was it was shoulder to shoulder people looking at stuff and 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 asking questions of the vendors it was compressed community in a, in a community space it was so good the energy was great now the stuff for sale there was really random it was totally random and it's what you might expect at a at a, a community craft sale. There was imported stuff from China, of course. There were people selling selling candles. There were people selling kind of um, wellness stuff. You know, knitting. Some artists. Lots of woodworking people. There seems to be a lot of woodworking in this area. There were some baked goods, and uh, we scored some amazing ginger cookies which were delicious but it's just like a random hodgepodge of stuff that you would see at a craft sale probably about half of it handmade which I find the interesting stuff to look at at a craft sale and the other half kind of imported just people reselling stuff right that they buy there was a vintage um, a small vintage jewelry fashion stand there and that was really cool. But for the most part, it was just rural and crafty. But it was so nice to get all these people in one room looking around and bumping shoulders with each other. I guess after the pandemic where everyone was all locked down and fucking isolated, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to get over that, I guess, as we all are. We're still trying to reconnect with each other. And this, these kind of community events, these rural events, or if you live in a big city like Toronto or New York, this, the, um, the big ones, you can go to those. There, there are people there. But just the gathering of people and amongst art and craft, I think is what's really interesting. Immediately my brain started going towards Okay, well, like my stuff is too high, kind of too high end to be selling here. Listen to me, I eh? listen to my brain working. But it is, it's a little, the price point's a little bit too too much for for what people are spending it at these local ones. Like I could probably go into one of the big ones in Toronto and set up a stand, but I'm, I'm not even sure that I want to do that. But just watching people interact with other people, I miss that. You know, I miss a retail setting where you can actually engage with customers in real life. You know, our, our sales are online and I engage with our customers as best as I can online. And I communicate because we're a bespoke and custom jeweler. Oh, we're tribe. We make the most amazing jewelry out of the cannabis plant. We take cannabis plants. We grow them here in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario. We cast them in precious metals, gold, silver, and platinum, and make them into the most amazing jewelry you've ever seen. From cannabis, we're the plant, as we like to say. 
We're Tribe. We're the cannabis goldsmith, the world's luxury cannabis jeweler. So my stuff would be would be a little bit, I think, high-end to be next to the, the knitting, the uh, crochet work. However, at a city like, like a big city, the Toronto, like the old, I don't know if that, the Christmas, they have a Christmas show and sale in Toronto that's massive. It's huge at the exhibition grounds. And, you know, I could probably go in there and sell stuff, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, like I say, although I miss retail, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm yet ready to set up a booth somewhere at a, at a, an event like that. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I was also looking around the local fair here, this this fair, for suppliers. I'm looking for craftspeople who can make amazing products, either in wood or in in clay, because you'll find them at these craft fairs. They'll be there. They'll be there, um, and they'll stand out from everyone else who's there because their stuff will be handmade. They'll have made it. They'll have incredible product knowledge about it. They'll know the different woods that are used and, and why, and, and they can explain this to you for hours. And the work, the skill level that they exhibit in their work is is extreme. And and you'll find you'll find these people. They're they're people who who do fine needlepoint work or amazing woodwork out of burled wood, whatever that is. I'll have to figure that out. But you'll see them. So I'm looking for craftspeople. I'm looking if I want a wood handle, if I want a wood box turned for one of our custom made products. I want a local guy here to make it out of local, out of local hardwood, out of, you know, maple, burled maple wood or whatever. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for that, right? I'm always on the lookout for somebody who knows what they're doing with the material that they've chosen to work in. And so far I found, I found a, a good artist and I found a couple of wood guys, I think, that might be able to make amazing boxes for a product that I have in mind for next year. The idea that, that, you can, that I can find local people here around me in this rural area who are masters at different crafts, this is what I want. And when I moved out here, I've been looking for people like this, and I'm slowly finding them in, in different areas. Uh, of southeastern Ontario. I was looking for a, a guy who could do metal lathing because there's a silver object that I'm working on for next year, a product that's just going to be freaking amazing. And we're working on the designs. I have the design down, but I just need to get somebody to lathe this design out in sterling silver so I can look at it. I made the the plastic models and stuff, but it's a huge piece. And um, I need somebody who's really good with a metal lathe. So I was at dinner, at a dinner with a neighbor uh, last week, and I I just mentioned, I said, look, do, do you know anybody, some retired dude or something who, who does metal, uh, is a machinist, you know, who I can... I can talk to about this product that we want to make because nobody seems to know how to make it, right? It's just too difficult or too heavy or hard or tough or I, I, you know, but they're just not possible to do in certain ways. So I'm, you know, exploring other ways and I've settled on metal 
lathing, maybe this might work to make this product. I'm not going to give up on it yet. It's like, it's, it's, it's a complicated product, but a simple product. Anyway, so I mentioned at dinner, I said, look, you know a machinist? And he, uh, the neighbor came by yesterday with a business card and said, yeah, there's a guy, my neighbor is actually a retired machinist. He might be able to help you. So I'm going to talk to him. And eventually I'll track down somebody who here who can lathe blocks of sterling for me into into bongs or whatever. It'll it'll happen eventually. But if we need that, you know, if we need that. And if we don't need that, you know, we, we won't use that. But at these craft fairs, you find people like this. You find people who are who are doing what they want to do in their life at last. And they're they're like doing it well. And they're they're at a craft show. And for them it's not really important, I don't think, to sell the products. It's more showing the products to other people. Like, look, this is what I've made. This is what I make. This is what I can make out of out of local out of our local treasure, our wood and our stone and our, our uh, you know the the materials that that are here. So it's amazing to meet these people. But we were walking around this big show and already this big show it was a small show, but but it was rammed at this golf course. And I asked one of the vendors. I said, "Well, how many people go through here?" And she said. Like today, well, there'll be like 600 people. I mean, you can imagine a tiny little rural rural town with a craft show with 600 people going through it. That's that's a lot. That's good. So my brain was thinking, oh, maybe I should do a show for, for jewelry, a jewelry show next year. Or this year's too late. But next year, a jewelry show just with jewelry and, and like high-end shit and get a good venue and and. and since we're right next to the American border here, I mean, um, you know, I could market it into the states and to to get more Americans over the border for, for a sale like that. Because our prices, since we're in Canada, our prices are cheaper for Americans. So, uh, Americans who live next to us here tend to forget that we're just across the border here and we're easy to come and uh, buy, buy stuff at at a at a discount basically, for the same thing. So, or better, or better things like us, our stuff. So I started thinking, okay, let's maybe do a show. Let's do a a luxury show, maybe next year. So I'm going to toss that around in the brain a bit. You know, you have to be a jack of all trades sometimes to market and to just get to gauge the pulse of your market and to feel your market out. But you know, I, I want to make jewelry and design jewelry so I can get spun out into all other stuff like event organizing, marketing, advertising, you know, developing advertising content, that, all that kind of stuff. I can do all that kind of stuff till the cows come home and I lose, lose sight of the, uh, the core project of the, the jewelry design. So I always have to reel myself back in. But it's always nice to have those skills that if you've ever organized events before in your life, that you can bring that to play when you need to sell your products that you make yourself. Now, there's supposed to be a huge, huge uh, craft show this weekend at the high school or whatever, at the community center in the next town. And I don't know what they mean by huge, because if this last weekend one at the golf club was 
wasn't huge. I don't know what this one's going to be like. So I'm looking forward to going to this this one on the weekend just to see what's there. It's all reconnaissance. It's all like it's all um, market research. When you're um, when you're when you're a business, when you're a company, if you're an individual selling your products, it's, it's always good to do market research and get out there and and see how these events look and and gauge whether you would be you would be okay in them or whether your products would fit in them or maybe just stand out completely from everyone else and maybe work even better because of that there i mean there's different ways to look at being at a craft or art show or a festival the main thing to look at is traffic a lot of people will be walking past hopefully like at that show this past weekend you know 600 people walking past your table is good that's good so now all of those people are not going to be able to even want your product or afford it or you know like it they might hate it you know it's not for them oh that's fine i mean that's fine it's not for them but for how many people out of those 600 it might be four you know 10 percent you know, 60 people, uh, you know, 5%, 30 people. I mean, that's, that's uh, the math here is might work out in your favor. You know, if you're considering doing some of these community sales, but you need like a high traffic, say a high traffic thing, I think is a better, better than a lower traffic one. But anyway, so you can see how my brain is working. I'm thinking out loud in this podcast about getting involved in, in craft or, or, or art shows or things like that. What to consider, like, you know, you have to ha have a way to uh, accept payment at these things. You need a remote terminal, credit card terminal to, to um, collect money from people. So that's important. Um, all these things, you need signage, you need a table, you need to get all this stuff set up before you even consider going into it. Now you could, I'm, again, I'm thinking out loud. Um, I, I would wanna go in to a craft show in a way that would be perhaps not too different, yet somehow different. So you'd, you'd wanna stand out. I'm just talking about the design of the booth or Right. You don't want like one of these trade show booths at a craft show because it looks stupid. But, you know, if you do your research and you go to some of these art shows, craft shows, um, and you do market research, you can get ideas of how you can design your own booth to stand out. And a booth might just be a table with like a table cover on it or something, some signage, some fabric or something hung up, hung up. Um, when you visit these craft fairs, look at and you're a, and you're a maker yourself. Instead of just looking at the products, look at the tables and look at the setup of the booth and the people behind the booth and the, and how they're interacting. I have this friend Kristen. She's like, she's this total bohemian. She makes jewelry, not not like precious metal jewelry, but kind of kind of. Like really interesting design jewelry. It's all, she all makes it herself, but she sells it herself. And she's like so bohemian. She looks bohemian. She will like 
in the summertime, she'll be wearing a sarong, you know, with like a, a bathing suit top and like sandals. And she'll, she'll set up like a, she'll set up a jewelry booth at a, at a, an, a, an event at a park. And, and just, she interacts with, with the women. She sells primarily to women. I think her products are like necklaces and pendants and stuff like that. Um, but I, I watch her interact with women who approach her stand one year. She had set up in a park and I, I ran across her and just watched her work for a while. And she was like how she interacts with the women that approach her, her stuff, what she says to them about the products. She's like a master at it, right? Like she's, she's obviously done it so often in so many different places that she just, she just does it. And, um, as, as, as all professionals are, like if you're, you know, they make it look easy, right? And it's not easy to, to be this good at doing it. Anyway, she, she's a master. So I, I, she was just in, in country. Actually, she doesn't, I don't think she lives in the country anymore, but she was just here and I should have spoken to her to get some tips about how to do this or, you know, how, how to, how to engage with people um, in these on these situations, these random fair situations, you know, that's market research to talk to people who do it well, you know, and, and watch what they do and see how they do it. You know? But if you make your own products, that gives you an edge over somebody who's just reselling someone else's stuff because you know, your products, you've put so much into them. This can be also a problem. This can be a problem too, but but I think because if you've, you, you have such great product knowledge, you could explain it to the, to the potential client so much better. And, you know, you can help them understand the, the kind of work you put into it. But then again, it might be too much, right? So you have to dial that back sometimes. Sometimes you, you don't want to over-explain a product. You know, maybe they just like the way it looks. And that's all that matters to them. They don't need to know anything more than that, right? Or maybe it's simply a price thing. Or maybe it's like, oh, you know, it's a hundred bucks, so that's that's okay, right? I, 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 you know, the engagement with people. I think I miss that. You know, I think I miss. I, I think it would be great to engage with people at a stand, but I'm I'm not there yet with our products. Eventually, maybe I'll I'll do a lower end line just for that or something, you know, to go into the Christmas show in sale in Toronto and, and, you know, sell cannabis jewelry at a lower price point, maybe just silver, you know, a whole silver line or something. Um, no, yeah. anyway, there, there's lots of things to consider with this, but the main thing about these Christmas maker fairs is to go to them and, and just, you get thinking about stuff. If you're a maker, you get thinking about how you'll be displaying your own stuff. You get thinking about how others are doing it, what you like about what they're doing, what you don't like. You know, you get to explore these ideas in your mind and and you'll, you you get to decide whether it's right for you or not, as I'm still doing. I You know, I want to do it, but it might not be right for me. Now, maybe a retail, um, an art gallery, uh, might be better off selling some of our pieces, you know, if we have something that's made already. But again, like I say, we make stuff custom. We're a custom. We're the world's luxury cannabis jeweler, and we make stuff custom for our clients. 
But, oh, I'm just so excited about the Christmas fair, as you can probably tell. Oh, man. This one this weekend is supposed to be the biggest, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I'm going to go see what's there. And I might find some some new suppliers for our products to, to, to incorporate into our products, wood or ceramic or glass. I found a glass maker, a local glass maker, who actually lives in my town, but she said she, in my little town, there's only like, you know, 100 people in my town, but they're like, she's retired. She doesn't do it anymore. She sold her kiln, she said. So maybe I'll find a glass person who can make some uh, glassware, who can make some glassware if we need that, you know, for, for some designs or some like glass bits to go in between precious metal pieces in our designs. Anyway, I'm working on two things right now. The, the one thing I mentioned earlier about the metal lathing, um, it's a product it's a product that's going to be hopefully available next year if we can figure out a way to make them. They're so freaking hard to difficult to make and brush this metal. It's like it's it's a battle. But eventually we'll figure it out. We're not. And uh, I'm working on, you know, Taylor Swift is coming to Canada next year. And I know we're, we're, we hear about her every five minutes. She's the only musician in the world, I guess, now in in sales, you know. But she's everywhere, and friendship bracelets and all that shit. I was thinking, you know, I need to make a product, just a nod to Taylor, and uh, that whole tour and the everything, right? It's just a nod, just are my my nod to it. So I'm working on a product right now uh, for next year. It's inspired by just her success. How does that sound? Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pendant, a a nice pendant, but you'll see it's coming soon. My eyes are good enough now to get behind the camera so I can resume shooting photographs to add to our social media pages, page Instagram, which I've abandoned for months now because I, I had a, um, they, they labeled one of our, our rings, a gold ring as, as cannabis, like it's made out of gold. Right. And, uh, so I peeled and they, they, they decided they'd made a mistake. You know, this is why I hate other platforms that you have no control over. So, um, you know, if you ever want to get in touch with us, send me an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Go to our website, Tribe.ca. The CA stands for Canada and Cannabis Accessories in precious metals, of course, because that's what we do. We make the most amazing products in precious metals from the cannabis plant. Anyway, that's it for me. I really didn't say anything this week, except that the craft shows are are happening now. So get out to them and, and walk around and look. If you're a maker, you can learn so much from how other people are doing it. And if you're not a maker, you can learn so much. Um, <laughs> you can buy so much of these fucking things. So don't take so much money with you. I mean, no. Take a whole pile of money and support your local artists and makers in your community because that's the most important thing. Buy local if you can do it. And you'll be surprised at how good the quality is. 
of a lot of the things you see at these at these fairs and they're unique too some of them but anyway this this fair this weekend i'm so excited to go to to see what's there um just finishing jarring the weed from the from uh, the garden the three plants that were chopped down and and drying and now they're being jarred up for me for my own use over the winter, when the snow starts falling, I'll be vaping this shit here in the uh, in the farmhouse and designing products. That's the whole goal of that. The snow isn't here yet, but it's coming. I can feel it in the air. You know, the g- grass in the morning when I go out to get firewood for the wood stove, it's crinkly underfoot. It's crunchy. That's a sign. Winter is coming that's it for me this week on the cannabis goldsmith let's do something really deep next week let's talk about material a material maybe a gem next week or a process something that will bore the two listeners to death no or maybe maybe we can learn something while we do it The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Cannabis Goldsmith.